Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Thank you for joining us. If you were with us yesterday, we left off talking about the sons of oil. Sounds like a strange term, but in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Then said he, These are the two anointed ones, that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. And we had identified and made mention in the book of Revelation, there are two prophets that are mentioned that during the time of the tribulation will prophesy during that period of time. And in their 42 months of prophesying, uh, eventually they will be killed. These are actually going to be two men. There's a lot of speculation as to what these two, who these two men are. Some speculate that it's Moses and Elijah because Elijah hasn't died and many of the miracles that are going to take place were like the ones that took place during the time that Moses was in Egypt. But of course Moses has already died once. Others speculate that the other individual is going to be Enoch because he was translated and he did not see death. So he is also alive and the scripture says it's appointed unto man to die once and after this the judgment. Now, at the rapture, when we are raptured up, we're going to be changed. Those that are alive at the time that that does take place is going to be faster than the the blinking of the eye. The word that is actually used in the Greek there is autonomous, which means as fast as an atom can move. And that is about as fast as you can get. I mean, that's pretty fast. So anyway, these two anointed ones, the sons of oil, that is what the words translated. Anointed means oil, and the ones uh, mean sons. Sons. Now, it's interesting, as I was doing a little bit of research, and we'll eventually probably talk about the, uh, this. In Zechariah 4, 4, 4.12, it says, And I said again, and said unto him, What be these two olive branches? And interesting enough, the word branches there is defined not only as something that is growing out of something else, but it's also a stream as flowing. Something that is flowing like a stream. You know, sometimes we talk about a river and its branches. Uh, Basically, it's the same idea here that is brought out. So if we were to take the sons of oil, and they're also called branches, uh, we could almost identify them as that these two uh, sons of oil are streaming oil. And interestingly enough, uh, when we read in Zechariah 4.12, it says, What be these two olive branches which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves. Now think about it. The golden oil was flowing out of them. Of course, the Holy Spirit is involved in all of this. But it's almost like from them flows the streams. Now Jesus did say for those that believed on him that rivers of living water would flow from them. And the 
the the well the artesian the artesian well of salvation that he talked about with the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter four. Uh, basically, that talks about water that just gushes out <clears throat> on its own. You don't have to draw it out uh, with a bucket, but it's an artesian well. That means it's bubbling up. It's coming out of the ground. So when we look at this and understand the principles and the patterns, if these two branches, if these two sons of oil represent the prophetic ministry of the body of Christ, then we can begin to understand <clears throat> a little bit of what in the Old Testament was happening concerning when other prophets were prophesying, setting forth a pattern. Now, one thing about oil that we have to understand, oil can get stale as far as uh, for use to consume, and it will actually have a very rancid smell to it. The pure oil, this oil, the golden oil that flows through those two pipes from these two branches or these two olive trees, it flows <clears throat> to provide oil for the lampstand. The lampstand being representative of the church and oil is consumed when it is used as or in the form of a lamp with a wick and fire and it has to be consumed. It, it has to be used up in order for the flame to be ablazing and for the light to be showing. Jesus said you can't take a lamp and put it under a bushel on top of a hill. You've got to uncover it. Uh, that is the purpose of giving light so that the world may see. Jesus is the light of the world and he said... When he was going to leave, you are the light of the world. So we are too. Through these ministries in our lives, have the oil literally channeled into our lives daily, regularly, so that our flame never is quenched. It's never turned off. But we continue with a fresh wick and with fresh oil every single day, uh, Advancing forward. Now, here is something to consider, especially in the age that we live today. When we talk about God's timing and God's patterns and seasons and, and all of this, God moves in parallel with what is taking place in the world. When you see something happening in, in Israel, the nation of Israel, have it for certain that something is happening in the church, the body of Christ. When there are natural technological breakthroughs or advances in medicine or whatever, then have it for certain that something is going to have a breakthrough in the realm of the Spirit for the body of Christ. So if we were to take, let's say, let's say the technological industry that we live in today, uh, what our cell phones and computers and internet and all these things, things are moving in such a rapid pace that what you buy right now, just months later, will be already outdated. Something new is already replacing it. You can start off with something and call it one. 
then it's two, then it's three, then it's four, then it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. In other words, the changes, and that included especially in the software industry, uh, in the computers, and the things that run the programs. I mean, before you knew it, you had this type of Windows, and you had this type of Windows, and then another type of Windows. Now we're at Windows uh, 10, and who knows already what advances have already taken place. But if that is taking place in the natural, then we need the oil of God to be able to understand what are the changes that He is going through the church on a regular, daily, weekly, monthly basis. We cannot be stuck and be stale with the old oil. It's got to, if in this natural world they're putting out something new every single day and week and month and year, then why should that be any different for the body of Christ? Why be in the same rut day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, and even decade after decade? God is the God of new things, a new creature. That's what we become. There's a, there's a coming new heaven. There's a coming new earth. There's a coming new of everything in our lives. So, when you look at the industrial industry, these things are out of date in just months. Or if not even years sometimes. If that is true, then we need to, we need to know right now, right now, right now, the new thing that God is doing. It's all about timing. Even in the business area, in economics, uh, throughout the world, if, if one is out of touch or one is out of sync with the way things are being done, then one will most likely not make it in business. It doesn't matter, you know, how honest, how good you've been, but you have to be able to follow many of the trends and many of the things that are happening. They, they All of a sudden, they started using word processors and computers and uh, scanners, and the next thing you know, uh, machines are doing all the work for us. It's about timing. If you still go the old-fashioned way, you'd never make it. Now, think about this. When it comes to the building of God's temple through the prophet Zechariah and uh, Zerubbabel and, and the high priest uh, Joshua, it was all about timing, both economically and financially and with what God was doing spiritually. The prophet Haggai is very clear in his message when he says, consider your ways, and we're going to be reading this in the next few days, consider your ways. You plant much, you bring nothing in. Is it possible that you're planting out of time? Is it possible that you're putting money into bags that have holes in them? In other words, the timing is off. Therefore, the business aspect of our lives is also off. In order for God's prosperity, not man's, God's prosperity, to flow in the life of the church, 
The church has got to be in sync with what God is doing. I'm afraid that a lot of the message today is so self-centered that it's all about what I can get, what I can bundle up, how luxurious I can live, how well off I can be. And people don't stop to consider that maybe God has blessed you for such a time as this because we're getting closer to the end and the need for the finances for the gospel to be spread is actually closer than ever before so that Jesus can return and yet we consume it upon ourselves. So the prophet Haggai, he hits it right on the spot when he talks about this. He does say it so clearly that we should consider our ways in which things have been done, in the way that things are being accomplished, because then and only then can we understand exactly, exactly what the message of God is for the church. In the in the book of Haggai, when we get to it, we're going to see, is it time for you, for you to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lay waste? Now, Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much, you bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, and you're not filled with drink. You're clothed, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it in a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains now and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, says the Lord. You have looked for much and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because mine house that is laid waste and ye run every man to his own house. Therefore heaven... Over you is stayed from the dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And it says, even in verse 11, And God, and I have called for a drought upon the land, upon the mountains, upon the corn, upon the new wine, upon the oil, upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the hands. So we can see, just from getting an idea what the prophet Haggai had to contribute to all of this. And then, of course, there was also what uh, Zechariah was contributing uh, to the rebuilding of the temple. So as we look at these things, consider your ways. Consider your ways when it comes to when God is doing something and we must be in sync with Him and join forces together to accomplish the task that is at hand at that moment. Because the now is at that time, and later it's going to change. Remember, today is the day of salvation. Now, faith is. It's always in the present tense, not in the future. It's what he's doing now. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We will be with you once again on Monday morning. Join us if you desire to. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.